Well, it's the Crafty Radio pre-show. Hmm. It's not bad. I mean, it, it really isn't. Which is kind of the, um, the, the, the big irony of it all. Well, you know, I've had... We are drinking well, Budweiser. We are drinking Budweiser, but the other day, you might have seen my tweet, was the last week, last Sunday, I guess, I was out sled riding, and someone else came down sled riding here and had some Keystone Light. Mm-hmm. I had a can of that. And it wasn't, you know, vile, no, disgusting, this water. It was... It wasn't not, something I'd prefer to drink. I wouldn't stock my fridge with it, but it tasted like beer. Mm-hmm. You could actually taste the hoppiness in it, which kind of surprised me. I expected something new. like this is very sweet. This yeah, blood. and the Keystone actually had a fair amount of hop character to it. I mean, not not pale ale hop character, right. but you could actually taste Some things that bit. are like hops in it, and I was surprised. But I'm wondering if I'm like becoming like so tolerant to all kinds of beer that if it's not like. Chinese formaldehyde beer, you know, that I'm going to, like, not hate it. I think that is very likely the case. I know that I'm not finding myself like, oh, Budweiser, I'm just fine. It, 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 it's not meant to be to be a, a hot monster or anything like that. It, it's meant to be a sweet, easy drinker, and it does its job quite mm. well. It's Golden Suds, man. It is Golden Suds. It's a cheap way to get yourself drunk very easily. <clears throat> That's but Budweiser's not cheap compared to the the. the this was pretty brands. cheap. This was it pretty was, cheap, but it, not compared to buying a thirty pack of Keystone Ice. No, Keystone Light. But they don't take the kind of care into Keystone Light that they do into into Budweiser, which is fascinating. Which uh, we are putting on a extra about that. Yeah, there'll be a little. If you're listening to the pre-show, you'll get the extra, the Bud extra. If you take a big swig, you can kind of taste a little bit of a zatsiness, but you need you need a lot because you need to really overcome the sweetness with just with enough kind of area on your tongue. It's mostly hollow tau, I think, they use in bud, right? I believe so. <clears throat> so, I have another I have a question for you. Okay, can we do next week's show Friday? Next week's show Friday, probably, because I will not be in town uh, until Tuesday. After okay. that, so. mm-hmm. sounds good to me. It's been an interesting week. Yeah, my my week went by really quickly. I was pretty busy with work. Where uh, I've been playing with Google's cloud now, setting up stuff in Google's cloud environment. As opposed to what you did Amazon's cloud before? Yeah, yeah. So, kind of learning the differences, nuances. Yeah. I was under the gun to get something set up, but it was mm-hmm. still fun exploring, trying things, failing, trying something else. Because the, the way they do their, the way they do their um, networking is a real... I won't get into too much detail because you probably won't even understand it, and that means that maybe one other person listening might be, you know, <laughs> technical technical enough to to get it. Um, I I'm not, I'm not, I didn't mean that as an insult either. It's they do their routing really weird, where every host gets a point to point IP address, and then they use OpenFlow on the back end to make everything work. It's like magic. And I was trying to run my routing protocol over that and having a real hell of a time. I finally came around with work, came up with a workaround that works. So I was pretty excited about that. 
trying to find some places that have uh, some like weekend review news because there's been a lot of stuff that happened this week. Oh. I'm trying to, to remember everything. What happened this week? Um, Let's see. Uh, this just came out, I think, today. Serials Anad Saeed will have a chance to appeal his conviction. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, the Maryland court system agreed that uh, his initial lawyer was ineffective. Yeah. So he's going to get another trial. Or an appeal, I guess. Um, there's been lots of vaccine stuff going on because, I guess... A lot of Republicans came out against vaccines, <laughs> so that, that actually this I think this is good. All the focus that the anti-vaxxers are getting right now, mm-hmm. I think that's good, right? Let's shame them and yeah, let's let's and, shine and, a light on this and get everyone else to realize that it's silly, not a re, not reasonable, mm-hmm. you know, and and whatnot. So this is really like the first kind of uh, the first the first litmus test of the 2016 Republican campaign, and it's about something incredibly stupid. So... Well, did you hear Jeb Bush's point? He's like, I think everyone should get vaccinated. Yeah. End of story. So he took the the took the took the reasonable side. He took the smart route. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, if, if it's a stupid contest, it's probably better to take the smart route in the long run. Well, and it figure, is a long run situation. Everyone's going to say, "I think it's up to the parents to mm-hmm. make their own decision." You know, I mean, that, that's an okay thing to say too. But you know, Jeb took more of the AMA route, right? Where it was, the well, AMA I, says they should be vaccinated. So, well, Jeb's trying to get noticed, mm-hmm. uh, and he he's not. I mean, the thing is that. It's it, it's a long time before 2016. I mean, 2015 just started. You could make a mistake now and not have it be a problem, or you can separate yourself out from the field now. Mm-hmm. And this is also, it's very likely to not be a problem if you know anything about the science at all. Right. So it is very silly that you have a bunch of, you know, Republicans who are likely, you know, not even get close to the nomination squabbling about all trying to be the most deferential to people who want to skip vaccinations. And you have another guy who is is eyeing the nomination saying, no, no, get yourself vaccinated. If only just to get. Don't be stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's interesting. There's this Brian Williams stuff, which I haven't really been covering, but apparently he lied about a a situation where he was on a helicopter uh, in Iraq and yeah. came under fire, but it didn't. But that's one of those things where I was like, knowing how memory works, I don't but, care. So the they went through on NPR like a timeline, like mm-hmm. they had, and they had quotes of him over the years. And over the years, it got blurred and blurred. But the initial event, the helicopters, it was a helicopter ahead of him. But the initial event, the helicopter was an hour ahead of him. They got shot down. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was flying in front of him and he could see it. It was an hour before he got there. Sure. You know? And it went from that to being hit by an RPG. I mean, memory is crazy. It just... Memory is so changeable. Memory is so plastic that that does happen. That you can be told or you can even tell yourself that something happened a certain way. And that's how you actually remember it. You're not lying. Mm Mm-hmm. Your memory is telling you that's what happened. You can remember something that actually didn't happen to you. Right. It's part of the whole problem. With it's, the f- it's hard for 
even I understand how memory can be, and it's yeah. still hard for me to think that something as as dramatic dramatic as having a helicopter get hit by an you RPG. You see plenty of movies where that sort of thing happens. You can you easily mix something into you know mix something from uh, from Black Hawk Down into you know what you heard and also your experience of having fear while you're over there. That sort of thing happening yeah. and that could all get mixed together. I can totally see how that kind of thing can happen. It, it it's not an indictment on Brian Williams. He's taking a leave of absence. Yeah, though. but it, I mean, it's not an indictment on his on his uh, whether he's a truthful person. It's an indictment on human memory in general. Right. Which is also what where it goes back to the Saeed case. How is that going to? I mean, for dealing almost completely with human memory from both sides 17 years ago yeah <laughs> there's not a lot of yeah and, and like everyone who's going to be testifying has heard serial right and that's going to change your memory like a lot like so I, I, like so much like you, you you almost can't have the trial you know well i mean you can't trust any you, you can't trust any eyewitnesses if if you want to look at it from a purely empirical sense, right? But I mean, it'd be so easy to incorporate something you heard on, yep, serial into your memory, and it's your memory at that point, right? So easy. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. It'll be uh, like like we said when serial aired. Um, I don't know how the jury found him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. He may or may not be guilty, but there was not enough evidence to find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. From what we were presented with. Right. Right. And so, I mean, he'll he'll probably get acquitted this time. I, I, I mean, who knows? Who knows what, what they actually have in, in trial that they right. may... Yeah, maybe there's more that we didn't hear about. But you would think that if you even had the initial trial... As bumbled, fumbled as it was, right? And you put it in front of five juries. I think most of the juries are going to find him. They're going to acquit him. I think so too. So, I, well, I, I think uh, a, a reasonable, um, a reasonably good lawyer will be able to, to get an acquittal based on what we've heard of, of the case. Right. And there's no reason to think he'll have anything but an exceptional lawyer. Right. So. Radio Shack. It'll be Ira Glass. That'll be, that'll be the lawyer. Radio Shack is dead. Long live Radio Shack. So I remember, you know, going to Radio Shack when I was a kid and being, you know, amazed by the, you can get all these little resistors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It was the one place you could go where all that stuff was. Now, of course, I, there still isn't many other places you can go and just pick those up. No, there's not going to be any place you can just go yeah. pick up like you could at Radio Shack. But if you can wait two days, you can get it all on Amazon. Get it all on Amazon or any other places. Get a fruit, yeah. And there aren't a lot of people building their own, you know, transistor radios anymore. No, No, I remember, uh, you know, my first personal computer was uh, Candy Coco Three, Computer Three. Remember going into Radio Shack and looking at what they had. I remember asking, I. Yeah, yeah, those Apple computers around here. <laughs> and it was long after the point where they were selling the Apple IIs at Radio Shack, I guess. Um, or maybe shortly after. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, my mom would have never sprung for an Apple anyway. <laughs> 
But yeah, we had the the Tandy Color Computer 3. I think we talked about this a long time ago on a pre-show. I subscribed to the Rainbow Magazine. It was a magazine for color computers. Mm-hmm. And it was the kind of magazine that had code in the magazine so you could transpose it. And, you know, imagine a 13, 14-year-old boy trying to transpose <laughs> 300, 400 lines of code. I mean, you could probably do it, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not very uh, accurately, Not that's for sure. Yeah. Lots of debugging, lots of going over the code and finding your typos. <laughs> and then, um, you know, you could order the code over cassette tapes. So, like, you know, every couple months I would, you know, order for order the code, get him on cassette tapes. Because when we first got the computer, we only had the tape deck and not the dis- right. the floppy disk drive. And I remember being so bummed because one of the times it came, the tape was damaged, magnetically damaged. So most of the games wouldn't load. You know, and being an adult, it's like, you just write the company, we'll send you a new tape, right. no big deal. But as a kid, I guess I never told my mom, right? And I just... I, like I want to play this game and I have to try to load it like four or five times and maybe one of the times it would take and you know loading a game off a tape deck might take 15 minutes 10 minutes you know something like that it takes a long time to load off I don't really remember I remember having the, the tape deck thing, but I don't remember how long it took to load things some of the games would take I mean it was at least five minutes it was probably 10-12 minutes for some of these long period games I don't know that might be your memory playing with you <laughs> I don't remember it taking that long but who knows Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe five minutes is more where it was at. I don't know. You know, and then next Christmas I got the five and a quarter inch floppy drive that plugged into the ROM port, you know, where all the ROM games went. And uh, then we were cooking. (laughs) And it was high speed. No more C loads. You just had to use load. What else um, happened? The Super Bowl happened, but uh, I don't care. It's a good Super Bowl. Where's a... Did you watch any of the ads or any anything other than the Budweiser ad? I, I saw the nationwide ad. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, a lot of people really got on them. Heather and I were like just looking at each other, like, okay. I mean, it was just out of place, right? It was such a downer. Like, yeah. If you wanted to do like a public policy or you know type ad, the one that always did with girls' self esteem was a lot better ad. Um, they did another one that w- really wasn't pushing a product, right? It was about girls, and uh, they were asking. You, did you see this one? No. Nope. So they had older kids, boys and girls, like say, you know, show me what it's like to run like a girl and what it's like to throw like a girl. And, you know, they're all doing stereotypic things. Then they get girls that are like under under 10 or something like that. And, you know, you ask them and they don't have these stereotypes yet. You know, and something about when they go to puberty, the self-esteem plummets or something like that I talk about. And uh, so, I mean, it was a good ad. Seemed like uh, people with prosthetic limbs were a big part of ads. There was two ads. There was a Toyota ad with some. There's a woman who's a model and an athlete with two prosthetic legs, and she did a Toyota ad. And then there was a little kid that did. A, I think it was a McDonald's ad. And you know, both double amputees, mm. and uh, so it seemed like uh, I don't know. There was a, I wonder if they knew there was a theme for prosthetic synthesis or whether <laughs> this is the theme this year is is prosthetic limbs. Okay, I, I had a I had a tweet that you responded to, but you I don't think uh, caught what I was going for with the tweet. Uh, I said, "What would happen if you asked a four year old how the world worked and then developed fan fiction based on it?" I don't know what you meant by that. 
yeah, you said, well, we can do this because you said we can ask Max. But no, my point was more along the lines of wouldn't you find you, – you, you asked a four-year-old how the world worked and then you had like really literate people make fan fiction based on what that what that four-year-old said. You'd probably find something that's a lot like creation myths like in the Bible or you know, Christian or things like that. Right? I mean, that's what, you'd, that's what you'd get. You'd get these, you know – very dumb stories that didn't have a lot of flowery prose put into it. Okay. Yes or no? I think you'd have more Transformers than... <laughs> Today! <laughs> right. <laughs> but but there, would be, there would be a Ninjas. lot of magic. Right? There would be a mm-hmm. lot of, well, it just happened. And why? Uh, X did it. Why did it? A wizard did it. Okay, sure. I've, now that's just the creation myth. There's a lot of other stuff that that you know is in the Bible, and I think I've mentioned the oldest piece of biblical literature is Job, and that is to me probably one of the best stories in the Bible. Okay. 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 I thought I thought it, I thought it would spark some conversation, but I guess it won't. Anything else? What do you got? What do I got? Um, spent a week playing with Google, like I said. Uh, you were also <laughs> tracking uh, what Jason was doing. <laughs> well, I just happened to see his Twitter updates and whatnot. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I have you on Jason Watch, so mm-hmm. I send you every time I see something <laughs> inane from him. I mean, he's just... The the only thing about him is, is that he is really, like... He's very much a, a salesman about stuff that is pretty poor quality. It's all about drive hype, drive hype, drive right. hype, right? It's uh, something, you know... I spilled some of your golden suds. Oh my god! You know, like oh, he just did his first podcast, Mm -hmm. and but no, I'm going to sound first podcasts are not are never wonderful things. It's very rare that a podcast springs fully formed, right? But you know, he promoted it before he had recorded it. Mm -hmm. It was a flaming piece of shit, and he posted it anyway. It doesn't have a podcast feed, so it's just an MP3 on a website. It's I mean, well by by promoting it before he he was sort of forced into yeah <laughs> putting it out. But I mean, you, you know, you gave the example of us. We did a test episode that we never intended to put out, and we did put out because it wasn't as horrible as we thought it was going to be. It was much better than we expected. Yeah, right? uh, and you know. Before we put out our first show, we considered how to name the file so it can withstand the trials of time. His MP3 name is 2436910.mp3. There was ID3 tags in the MP3. There you go. So at least there was ID3 tags. I think the, the worst sin was... If you're doing a podcast, you have to know it's an audio program. Do not compress the hell out of it. It makes it sound... Ugh, it just it, it just turns off the listener when yeah. there's just a very low uh, area where there's actually sound. 
yeah, he had the, the MP3 compression cranked way down. And he did it in a noisy bar. And he had nothing to talk about. Yeah. So it just sounds super tinny. And there's really, there's like no, there's no. Background noise was almost as loud as they were. <laughs> it did not have a full sound at all. It just sounded very, mm-hmm. very, like like you were listening to it out of a out of a tin can. And then he uh, submitted his app to the App Store. He made a big deal about how his app has been submitted to both the App Store and Google Play. We don't know what his app is, what it does. But it's submitted. But it's submitted. Yippee. K. Yippee. He, did, he thinks it deserves to be shouted out on Twitter. We made a cloud chamber. I think that's probably cooler. <laughs> Not on topic, but cooler. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We're we're, we're hating on Jason, but uh, he needs to do something that's not. I just don't. I just don't like sloppiness. I don't like celebrating sloppiness. That's all. Jason, how'd you like that infographic? Yeah, that, that's another thing. So, so that was uh, that was some, not Jason. It was some some. Research company sent us. Someone it, tweeted at Crafty Radio this Pittsburgh beer infographic right. thing, and I'm like, "Oh, cool!" I look at it, and it's a it's a it's a visually appealing infographic. I get the point where it's like fifty percent, over forty percent of Pittsburghers drink craft beer over the other over non craft. As soon as I saw that, yeah, that's that's a weird stat that doesn't sound right. No, no, because the number is 10 or less, not yeah. 40. He's like, well, that's so why I tweeted him. You know, like, you're going to stand behind your data that says... Keep in mind, this is a research company. This Their, their whole company is research strategy organization. Statistics is what they do. Right. I'm like, you're going to stand behind this number saying 40% of the Pittsburgh population drinks craft beer. And uh, they said, you know, that's the data from our opt-in survey. So my 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 reply was, imagine that people who fill out beer surveys are inclined right to are passionate about beer and inclined to like craft beer. Surprise! And of course, my response is: Should the research company know that opt-in surveys are not statistically valid? A research company should know that. And then my second response is about the infographic itself. Why does a lager count as a separate style from Pilsner? I think I know why, but still, because right. in Pittsburgh, if you say lager, you mean Yingling. Uh, what counts as craft? That that is more towards that. Does Yingling count mm-hmm. as craft? I mean, technically, it does from a brewer association standpoint. But would you consider it a craft beer if you're talking to a craft beer drinker? Probably right. not. And why didn't they you spell across correctly on your infograph? <laughs> They never wrote back. No, they didn't. Nor did they fix the. They haven't fixed it yet. No. All Here right. it is. If Ain't I come a kakaras, a beer I've never heard of, I'll try it on the beer innovation meter. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I saw it. I just I'm surprised they didn't fix it. Even if they didn't reply to you. Yeah. So that was probably not the reception they expected. No, but they asked us specifically. What I mean, they they tweeted at us. It wasn't like you know we were just you know finding this and hey, and, check out our great infographic. Yeah, your infographic sucks. <laughs> your data sucks, and your infographic sucks. 
I mean, the information, well, like, mostly the data. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nicely put together, which I, which is I think what they're trying to do. Really, mm-hmm. I think that they you know, they call this a research strategy. What they really are is they're they're a graphical design company. <laughs> they they, <laughs> they turn uh, you know data that is you know questionable clearly into neat looking graphics, right? And so that's what they're. They really don't worry about the rigor of the data. Right. Yeah, exactly. This is not a rigorous study at all. But I was going to reply, but I didn't want to be such a big a hole. Hundred percent of craft beer radio listener, according to craft beer radio survey, hundred percent of people drink craft beer. <laughs> From our opt-in survey, yeah. They're Pittsburghers' favorite settings for drinking beer. Thirty-five percent say a bar. Watching TV, party with a meal, entertainment, sporting event, barbecue. Favorite setting? Favorite setting? Barbecue is a setting? With a oh, meal. Oh, at a barbecue, like a picnic. Like I don't know, because with a meal and barbecue, they seem to kind of. <laughs> I think barbecue means like at an outdoor, outdoor picnic. All right. Maybe. And watching TV and sporting event, usually those are <laughs> the similar. Uh,. Thirty-five percent drink at a bar. Yeah, I guess that's possible. Again, people inclined to take this survey. Right. That number's going to get inflated too over the home consumption. The uh, how about those Garth Brooks concerts in town this weekend? I have no idea what you're talking about. Garth Brooks is doing six shows in Pittsburgh. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Just check out uh, More Hops Hart's uh, Twitter feed from last night. Uh, <laughs> he lived a, he lived a whole lifetime last night with the Garth Brooks fans at Piper's Pub. Oh, really? <laughs> he did. It was entertaining. I think he said he was going to start a Tumblr blog. Shit that Garth Brooks fans like. Oh, that, um, that's cool. <laughs> did he sell a lot of bud? <laughs> oh, he had people looking asking for Bush Light. Mm, oh, wow! <laughs> really, Bush Light? There's one I haven't heard of in a while. Uh, I don't know if he's working tonight. I hope he's working tonight just so he has to go through Or not so he has to go through hell again, but so he can tweet about it going through <laughs> hell again. Yeah, so Garth Brooks is... It's crazy. He did a show Thursday night, two shows last night, two shows tonight, and a show tomorrow night. It's just country music. Just country music. <laughs> but you're doing a show at 7 and at 10. You know, yeah. so it's very... It's also very... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Factory country music, right? Oh, well, yeah. Like, there's going to be no, like, on, no extra encores or anything. It's going to be like, Heather's dad went last night to the early show, and the show ended at 9.30. The show ends at 9.30. They need the turn parking yeah. for a show that starts well, it's at it's not 10. a punk rock concert or anything. Well, I mean, it's, but no, it's, but, a, it, it's, it's very much a, a play, right? I mean, it's a... Right, right. Well, I'm talking more of the logistics, of the logistics of turning the two shows for the crowds, right? right. You're going to have... 40 some 45,000 people 50,000 people leaving console the concert ends at 9:30 they're not going to be to their cars and out of the parking lot you know they're going might be at their cars by 10 and the show next show starts at 10 that yeah <laughs> i'm surprised they could get the people out of the arena in a half an hour before they start letting the people back in but, don't know I, maybe there's a little more gap there maybe the, that's when the gates open at 10 Another tweet I did bring up before was uh, I tweeted about the best way to just to evenly distribute something is to distribute it randomly. 
if you target areas that produces correlations over time, those become structures. But if you want to evenly distribute something, the best way we know how is to actually do random. So, it, so where you distribute has nothing to do with where you last distributed. I'm making a face pondering what he said because to evenly distribute something, I'm trying to define that because if you have five people and you want to evenly distribute it to five people, random works, but why not just give one of every five to each of the five people? Okay, so this works better the the, the larger the 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 larger the uh the perspective areas, places you could distribute to it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about, um, so where this comes into is thinking from an economic standpoint, let's say you're the government. Let's say you want to stimulate the economy. Typically, I mean, always what we do is we distribute it in certain places, right? We distribute it to certain projects or to certain ways or anything. But if you wanted the absolute best way to distribute, to to evenly distribute, let's say, money, then the best way to do it would be to cut, let's say, $1,000 checks and send them out randomly. But in that case, even is not the best way because merit comes into play. Well, no, even is the, even is the best it, it, well, no. If you want, if something's gonna have a higher return on your investment, do you want to? Well, that, that's the question. Money? What is what is the point? Is is is, it, is the point to evenly distribute something in the sense that uh, if you raise the water overall, then it raises the economy, or is it that you want to target something to create that structure? Uh, I think, that, in other words, the, the point I'm trying to make is that I think that it might be better economic policy to just throw money around randomly. But it it doesn't – it really hurts the brain to think about it that way because people don't like the idea that there's no meritocracy involved, that it is strictly random. Spreading seeds on a football field and trying to strengthen the economy, I'm not sure if random is what you want for the second one. Um, well, I mean, the, the question is – the question then goes to what is a better engine for the economy? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not sure that I understand what you want to, the point you want to make about random, but when you try to tie it to the, the, the overall the, 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 point, the, the point is is a high tide lifts all boats, right? I mean, the point is that if you uh, if you excite the economy in the right way all around, then everything will be lifted. Yeah, but if you have three hundred million dollars to invest in this, and you can pick your places or give every person in the country a dollar, which was going. Well, to I have don't more think. Effect. But I'm not saying give every person in the country a dollar. I mean, give every person in the country a thousand. Give three million people a thousand dollars randomly, and then you actually you you create lots of areas of excited economic activity randomly. And that may rise up the economy just by nature of what it does. Some some people are going to be very rich and get a thousand dollars. Not going to mean anything. Some people are going to be very poor and spend it all on crack. You know, it, it's going to happen. All these variations, but but that's all going to even out. Right. I'd be curious to see the the losses. Right. The the, the people who spend it on crack 
versus the solar companies that go bankrupt, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the solar, you know, that company, that solar company, right, yeah. that had all the funding went bankrupt. It'd be curious to see in both experiments when you do merit based, there's going to be a, a, nat, a failure rate. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do random, there's going to be a lot of isolated failures. Isolated failures. There's going to be a lot of people that, oh, thanks for the money. Fuck you. You know, you're going to get a different kind of failure. You're going to get this immediate fuck you failure. You know, I'm not going to. Like I said, I'm going to spend it on crack, or I'm, you know, I'm not going. Well, to, spending on a crack is still spending. It's still, it's still I, an I economic guess. engine, right? I mean, that that's still spending it. Uh, does that keep the money in the local neighborhoods? Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> uh, putting it in a bank is is putting it into a, a, a place that will then distribute it, uh, ideally in, in loans Maybe. and sort of things. So, I mean, you are providing a stimulant stimulus, and it is. Uh, one way or another, you know, the, what what would cause it to not be simulated effect is if somebody just put it under their mattress and did nothing with it. Right. Everything else is a multiplier effect. I guess. I think the government wants to create more jobs than just uh, have someone... Yeah, but... I, but, but a thousand dollars. No, I, I, th- I, I think at, that's true. At 666 Burger. The question is, is that the right way to go? And And I don't know. I mean, I think that from a purely mechanistic standpoint if you want to distribute something evenly then random is the way to go does that mean that the economy works purely mechanistically i don't know that we have a good answer to that right but then you gotta have some people to spend the money randomly as well right <laughs> well the thing is that if you if you target it then you know it's not gonna be spent <laughs> randomly so I, I find it an interesting thing to think about obviously it's not something that's ever going to happen but it is interesting to consider what what the possible ramifications are. I went to uh, Gaucho this week, first time since we went there. And, you know, they were listed in the Yelp, like, top places in the country. Really? Yeah, they got, like, eight or nine on the list. And uh, the place was bonkers. Really? <laughs> yeah, they've been pretty nutso since they got on the Yelp list. Hmm. Good for them. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. It's It's a good restaurant. Not the best restaurant, but it's a good restaurant. No, I think it's and, very good. It's yeah. just, it, and, it, that one time, it wasn't very... But it wasn't It wasn't anything that I would say was anywhere close to mediocre. It was very good. It just yeah. wasn't, like, awesome. It wasn't, like, blowing me over. Right, right. Yeah, it's good. I'm happy to see that they're getting the recognition. Now, I'd love to see Thin Man get the recognition. I really like those yeah. guys, too. So, But, uh, yeah, there was it was pretty bonkers in there. They're moving to the place on the corner, I guess. They were, we're going to move to the other side of the... Um, courtyard there, like I guess it's not really next to Fuzz. It's that old Chinese place that's closed down, but that fell through. Now they're moving to the place on the corner. It's going to have a dining room and stuff, more space. Yeah, they need more space because if yeah. they're if they're going to get grow, I mean, yeah, yeah. I had a hanger steak sandwich. Oh, so good, so good. Should we move on to the beer drinking part of the program? Uh, I think that'd be a good, wise decision, tasty decision. Tasty. 